Hello and welcome to the Leaderverse with your hosts, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheradin, and me, Jesse Button. Today, we're talking about two people that are actually one and the same. We're talking about planning you versus future you. And which one is really the lazy one? <laughs> we're talking about all things managing yourself because the true battle that is going on is the one internally, the one in which we manage ourselves. All that and more today on The Leaderverse. That's that's what I want to know. I want to know about the ice baths. Well, I'm coming in a little little hot. Actually, that's totally incorrect. I'm coming in very cold because mm-hmm. uh, you also have to fit them in where applicable. And so I looked at my schedules. All right, I got five minutes. All right, it takes four. So it's like four at 40 degrees. And um, this is the fifth day I've done this. And it's, and the observation is, uh, it's a couple fold. One, we're always battling ourselves. You know, it's like the toughest fight any of us experience is the one with ourselves. And if you ever noticed, we get in this, you know, this state. And we get in this energetic state, this positive state, this productive state, um, this potential-based moment. And we look at all the things we want to accomplish. Health goals, business goals, mental goals, jur- you know, journaling, writing, um, exercise. And then we wake up the next day. <laughs> so we're always in a battle fighting the person with the highest level of intentions that wants us to become our best self. And then the person has to execute that plan as the one we're or with. Like you ever done that? It's like tomorrow I'm getting up 5am. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to get exercise. And then I'm going to go to the office or I'm going to go to my home office or I'm going to, and I'm going to get really, really productive. And I got time block and I got my schedule. I'm going to eat healthy tomorrow. I'm going to meal prep. I have tomorrow plan. I'm going to own the day. And that's your best, you know, that's like the best version of you setting this plan in place. And then what happens? The alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And then what? It's future me. Future me is lazy. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's a really good way to look at it. It's like, it's like, Hey, genius. Yeah, yeah, that was a good idea yesterday. You know, where's that person when you need them? You mm. ever notice? But the, the reality is that's actually the lazy one. Because that's the person that doesn't have to execute. It's easy to be the one that creates the plan. Right? Yes. That, that version of you is sitting in comfort, sitting in the, you know, the AC or the or the heat, depending upon where you are and what time of year and they're, they're comfortable. They're creating this exotic plan, knowing they don't have to be the one executed. This is a podcast, so not everybody can see my face right now, but <laughs> Coach Drew is talking to a big list maker, a big list maker. And so, yeah, mm-hmm, I do a lot of it. You're talking to me. I hear you. Well, so I started ice baths and I've been, I've been reading and doing some research and um, looking for, looking for different challenges and you know, really um, with, with all the running I do and, and I'm doing for, for the marathons that I've got planned this year, 
Um, and if, and if I, if I sound breaking up, it's because my internal body temperature is still really, really, really cold. You're shaking uh, from the inside <laughs> out. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. If you could see me, you'd see my, like, you know, I'm very, I'm very, uh, animated at the moment mm -hmm. and that's just to get the blood flowing again. What, I, what I've noticed though, is, you know, I've read, uh, if you've, if you've heard anything about Wim Hof and the breathing exercises, and I recently read a, bro a book, thanks to a, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, amazing lady named Katie Benson that put me on this book called Breath. Yep. And it's amazing about just the power of your breath and how impactful it can be of deep breathing and how important your body needs to adapt to the way we breathe. And Wim Hof is a gentleman that um, has found a way to actually control the automatic nervous system, which is the thing that creates that fight or flight mechanism in all of us. It's, you know, it's called automated nervous system or automatic nervous system. And it's, it's not supposed to be controllable yet. Um, those who meditate and those who are very disciplined in their mind, they have found a way to actually control that nervous system and control the fight or flight mechanisms and control the stressors. So if you can find a way, and, and this is not to sell anybody on the idea of ice baths, because I'll be <laughs> frank, they're very, uh, very, very painful. Um, and it's quite an experience. And if you've watched the movie Titanic, when he says, you know, hey, if we're jumping into cold water like that, it's like a thousand needles all over your body at once. That's exactly what it feels like. But if you can find a way to stimulate controlled stress, and actually manage what's between the left and the right ear, then when real stress hits you, you're in a position to actually focus, mm -hmm. to control it, mm -hmm. to manage your kind of your homeostasis, your energy. Um, and if you've, if you've read anything on an energetic state or the energy, the energetic state of being, in order to change your energy, in order to change your state, you have to do something that radically alters your physiology. Well, you don't get more radical than jumping in 40 degree or less cold water. And, and you can do a cold shower and, I, and it's, it's going to have a similar effect, not as, not as strong of a contrast because your whole body's not emerged up to your neck. And at the same time, it's going to give you an absolute benefit. shock to the system. Yes. Yeah. You're going to get some benefit from that. Yep. You'll get um, from just the shower. If you don't want to invest in the ice bath, which I want one so much, I'm sure the condo complex would really love to see me out on my, out my back balcony. Just you will find a discount link on, on our podcast episode. I actually kid you not. I'll send Jesse a discounted link. Good. I'll put it uh, up. That you can, that you can get uh, your very own, your very own ice bath. Uh, disposable. From the, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. See what my neighbors think. But from just the shower, if you don't have access to the ice bath, I just heard this the other day. Um, So your dopamine levels. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's pick two other drugs first. Cocaine, your dopamine levels will spike uh, 2.5 X over the next, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. And then, you know, pick a different drug. And that's pretty similar. The shower, the cold shower, just 30 seconds as, merce, as cold as you can, as much as your body as you can. Over the next four hours, your dopamine levels will rise 
like 20 X or something like that, but it's so smooth and so gradual that it never feels like a spike. You just feel really damn good. Yes. Really good. And that's why with someone would some, you know, people have asked us like, what are you doing this for? I'm like, look, I don't know exactly. <laughs> um, the studies that I've read on it is, you know, you put your body into a hypothermic shock and because it's an automated nervous system, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It doesn't, it doesn't like have a com communication. Your, your neurons and your brains aren't, isn't saying, Hey, Hey, look, you're putting yourself into an uncomfortable environment. So we don't need to respond. You're just being stupid. It's okay. We won't do anything. We won't have our nerve endings. We'll just go ahead and let them, we won't hurt. Nothing will change. So, so the brain doesn't understand that you're putting yourself into this environment. It just understands, yeah. wait a minute, I'm in unsurvivable conditions. So it takes all of your, if you've ever been to, to uh, if you've ever understood or read anything or heard of anything uh, about hypothermia, it's your extremities that get injured first. It's people that have been in hypothermic conditions. They've lost fingers. They've lost toes. And the reason being the science behind it is the, the body actually will pull the blood from your extremities and pull it to your core to protect you for as long as it can. So it actually slows down. The capillaries get smaller. Your blood vessels get smaller. They contract with the entire intention to slow down blood flow and keep as much of it near the heart and near the vital organs as possible. Well, then when you get out of this environment, then your brain rapid fires and says, all right, save the arms and legs. And it goes into this hyper accelerated circulation, including the lymphatic system, and it sends all your blood out to your extremities. And so what ends up happening is in circulation. And, and then you get this euphoric rush of dopamine, adrenaline, all of the things, plus you're working on managing your stress level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't believe that there is a, you know, regardless of, of what your personal beliefs are. Um, I think there's such a strong correlation of how easy we have it in our world today and how much abundance exists in our world today that what was once a true stressor, like getting eaten by a lion or, you know, a bear or, you know, coming out of your cave. And I mean, you know, what? early existence of mankind and the things that we had to encounter and go get firewood and go catch your own and gather your own food and then repeat this daily and hopefully, you know, not get killed in the process from a wild animal and you become food because they're doing the same thing to, oh no, my iPhone's not working. I'm so stressed. <laughs> the internet's slow today. What will I do? How will I make it through the next 24 hours? I mean, right. and you hear kids today, like, the dramatic effect of non-existing issues and how stressful they are. Snapchat went down yesterday. I have a teenager that was growling. He was growling like an animal. He was like freaking out. It's not right. No, Snapchat's gone. Yeah. I just think our, I think our ability to manage stress has become less and less to the point where, you know, now we're just, we're just medicating rather than, learning how to deal or mm. if you're a driven high achiever you call it work meditation that's gonna that's gonna be a new term i, I just coined work meditation is just yeah. i'll outwork the stress i'll just keep going i won't slow down to deal with whatever it is i won't learn actually tools within my own 
left and right ear within my own body of how to manage the stress and how to manage my emotions, I'll just outwork them. I'll just go work more. I and promise you, done work. You'll no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to outrun your own reflection. I don't care what you are. You know, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna run day run into a mirror and say, "Hey, I've been here the whole time. You haven't outran me. You haven't outworked me. I'm still here." When are we going to deal with each other? Mention medication. This, um, so another thing on the ice bath, it's, I think it might be more powerful than any drug you can take for anxiety and depression, but you don't get used to it. You'll no. never, your body will never get used to it because that, that part in your brain that lights up all of the stress it's back in your your amygdala back here. It doesn't have any language. It'll never know. It'll never know that you're tricking it. You could sit there and tell your brain, I'm tricking you, and it'll still do it. Well, so and the great. fascinating part is, and see, I'm more reluctant because, again, I'm, you know, full disclosure, this is the fifth day, sixth day, sorry, sixth day that I've done this, uh, full immersion in an ice bath. And, you know, what what was instantly becoming expensive and going out and buying bags of ice, I was like, all right, the heck with this. I, I broke down. I went and bought a because you can you can find it. It's a there's a water chiller that accompanies the ice bath. So I bought a water chiller. Now the water stays cold consistently. And the mental aspect, because I've heard of I've heard about the value of ice baths for mental health. And now I can say I can see it because anxiety and depression, as I said, if you're going to change your physical and your emotional state, you have to radically alter your your physiology. I don't know if maybe, maybe you just put your anxiety on ice, literally, literally, but you cannot think about the, oh no, what's going to happen today? Well, what if this doesn't work? And, and all of the garbage and gobbledygook that goes through your brain of what's missing and what do you not have? And, and what if this doesn't go the way you intended? What if that you're too focusing on breathe in, breathe out, don't die, breathe in, don't breathe don't out, die. don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. And for me, it's, you're probably not going to die. 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 That's, that's the most hope I've got. And, you know, and, and, and if you do, the good news is you'll be, you'll be on ice. You know, they'll, <laughs> they'll look great. You'll, yes. You, you will look fabulous, you know, and, and, you know, frogs actually can, can, uh, and many reptiles can actually freeze their entire uh, body and, uh, and, uh, they've been conditioned to actually come back to life. I'm like, huh, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be the first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Anyhow. I had another question for you, Drew. I'm curious, you coaching business leaders, what are the, what are the current themes? Like what are the current themes and worries and, and, the the bear on the hill, so to speak, that you're coaching them through. You know, the the bear on the hill may change, but our our behavior frequently doesn't, which is the bigger root of the issue. We tell ourselves a story of when I get through this chapter, when I get through unemployment, I get a job, I I I, I sell another uh, product or another property. If you're you know, regardless of your career. I'll do this next thing. I'll tackle this next challenge. I'll overcome this. And then I'll, I'll be okay. Then, you know, then I'll solve my problem. I'll stop feeling this way. And that's, that's the myth. 
that's the illusion is the illusion is that there are these little individual pages or chapters that you're going to get through. And there's like an entirely different experience on the other side of things. And what I notice is business leaders, just, you know, the devil changes, the enemy changes, the challenge changes. And until the story changes, which you're the author of it, until the story changes of, how do I learn how to experience the moment and get the most out of it rather than attempting to run through it like there is something on the other side? Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine, imagine you're going to go, you're going to go back and say, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're an incredibly brilliant professional. This is a momentary thing that says, okay, well, I've, you know, I'm looking for my next opportunity Well, you're going to find that. And then what's going to happen? Well, then you'll have challenges that go along with it. Right. And what will you miss out on? What it's like to wake up and say, my first conversation wasn't until nine o'clock in the morning. Wow. How cool was that? What did I do between the moment I woke up and that first conversation at nine o'clock in the morning? What do I wish I had done? And then we go back to who's the person that's creating the plan and then the person that has to execute. See, that getting into an ice bath is not a normal thing. Running marathons is not a normal thing. Well, neither is any goal that you've just set for yourself because you had an alternative reality. And you could have chose not to do it. Just reading a book, you could say, is not a normal thing. Because many people don't. It's who's the person that's going to set a plan in place? And then is the next person, the other version of you, the one that actually has to do the work? Are they going to follow through with the plan? Who's going to win? Truthfully, I don't know which one's the lazy version of us. The one that makes the plan or the one that has to execute. I'm going to go with actually the one that makes the plan because there's no work involved. Totally. I'm going to go to the gym this afternoon. If I say this statement this afternoon, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out like I've never worked out before. I'm going to hit weights like I'm training for Mr. Olympia. I'm going to break sweat. I'm going to like, I'm going to leave it all on the field. I'm sitting in a comfortable office chair talking to my friend, Jesse, on a microphone for the podcast listener. I mean, like, this requires no effort. Who's that person that's setting your future self and the pa- and the plan in place? Mm-hmm. And then daily and moment by moment, who's that person that has to execute the plan? Because they need all the encouragement that they can and all the encouragement that we have to offer. And what I notice is people get on this cycle and they say, all right, one version of me sets a plan of what they're going to do and what they want to accomplish and the books they're going to read and the workout they're going to have and the diet they're going to be on and all of this best future self. And then another version of us has to follow that plan. And if that version doesn't execute the plan or they don't do it the right way, well, then the first version of ourselves shames them, mm-hmm. talks bad about them. Yeah, knew you wouldn't do it, you lazy piece of... Yeah. You're, you're just, you're, you're, you're just like your mother said you were, <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever the worst things that you could say to yourself. And then we repeat the cycle. So I'm thinking about future me, like, how do I set up, how do I set up future me in the best way possible to, to execute on my plans. And I think, and what came to mind first was like future me needs no delusion. 
Like if I'm sitting here and planning, planning me, I'm uh, I'm creative and I'm optimistic and I'm like, oh, I can definitely get it all done. There's probably 28 hours in a day. It's not, a, it, that's not going to be a problem. Like that's planning me is a real, she's, she gives me long, she works me to, she tries to work me to death is what she tries to do. She's not a great boss. But <laughs> she's I think a great delegator. Future me needs the planner to just slow down a little bit and do some envisioning. I think future me needs, needs, needs a little bit more vision from that planning me you know a little and, less and delusion. planning you needs to be more encouraging to future you because because mm. that's the real key is is the planning you has to be the the encouraging voice that says hey i know i created this really really like insane long list for you that would require 28 hours in a day which none of us have i'm so proud that that you did some of it Look at the progress that you did make, not the part you didn't. Look at the progress you did make. I'm so proud of us. Way to go. Hey, do you think we could do it like maybe even a little bit better tomorrow? What about some progress? I was I was reading a book recently. It was either I'm so sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one of your own. I'm just gonna include both. So it was either James Clear or it was Ryan Halliday or it was someone else, and I'm totally wrong. But I was reading a book recently and it said um that perfectionists, you know, and I actually know who it was. So all of those other authors are awesome. Uh, it was Brendan Bouchard. Uh Bouchard, got it. Yes, yeah. But Brendan said, you know, perfectionists, a lot of us believe we're perfectionists, we're actually procrastinators. Because the perfectionist does something, whatever it is, they do something and then they perfect that thing that they just did. And they worked and they work and they work and they work and they work with this idea of perfection in mind, but they're doing something and then they're working to perfect it. Yeah. A procrastinator never does anything. They talk about it, think about it. And in their mind, they're working to perfect something that they've never actually done. You cannot perfect something that's not yet been done. Mm -hmm. You're going to write a page or a blog or, or, or exercise, then you go do it. And then you figure out how to perfect it. That's a perfectionist. We're, and the procrastinator we're self, doesn't do either. The procrastinator is self-soothing in a way too, telling, telling ourselves when we're, we're procrastinating, well, I can't start it because it's not going to be perfect. And I'm a perfectionist. Yes. They're actually, they're actually the same. They're, they're opposite sides of the same coin. They say the perfectionist does one thing and then they just do it over and over again, thinking that they're going to get it perfect. And, but the procrastinator says, well, if I knew it was going to be perfect and I knew it was going to be right, then I would start. But if I don't know if it can be done, I don't know if it was going to be right. I don't have a guarantee of success. Then then I'll wait yeah. until there's more evidence presented that says we can do this. And then that planner of yourself says, yeah, see, you didn't do anything. Or, or look at the list that you didn't accomplish. A great book um, on this encouragement, Mel Robbins, The High Five Habit, her newest mm -hmm. book. Okay, so the tiniest exercise from the book, The High Five Habit, is to literally wake up in the morning like you're excited to see yourself and run to the mirror and put your hand on that mirror and give yourself a high five. We got this. And she now, so uh, The High Five Habit has got a hashtag. I forget what it is, but of all these people high five high fiving themselves in the morning and that that's inspiring but it actually like 
this actually works. It, it actually works. It's science. You know how you're supposed to wake up in the morning and hug, kiss and laugh. Well, yes. it's hard for single people to do that. Single people, this is your trick. Like it literally is the same thing as a hug. Yes. Give yourself a high five and some encouragement. That is a great, that's a great book on um, encouragement, courage, self-coaching, high five habit, Mel Robbins. Great one. Well, and you just said the two words, courage and encourage. Encourage simply means to add courage. And when we create these long lists for ourselves that we are also the one that has to execute, we're the boss and the employee, we're the planner and the executor, we're those, you know, we're both sides, then we need to add more courage. We need that encouragement from ourselves. The rest of the world really doesn't matter because when all things are said and done, all conversations are truly with ourselves, and sometimes mm. involve people. See it's, what 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 we're saying right now at this very moment in time really is not that important. It's what you're thinking about at this moment, and how you're self reflecting, and what you say to yourself. That's what really matters. Mm. When you say, you know, whether you're with somebody else or alone, mm -hmm. all I can say is just start small. You know. Just start with a small measure of movement, something, not perfection, not procrastination, just some measure of progress that your planner or the executor can be proud of. The high five habit. Mel says the day that you realize that there is a person on the other side of that mirror that doesn't have a body of their own, needs you to make good decisions for them, needs you to encourage them, needs you to love on them. The day that you realize that, that's an actual person over there and they need you to execute and act and do it. That's the day that your whole life changes. Mm. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> I got one. Hey, look for the link. In, in, in our in our podcast episode of how you can get your very own ice bath. <laughs> yes, but for real, do it. We're going to change the world with it. I sent you the link.